nigga stay focused. But I really wanna crash. Think about where you at. Then think about your past. Yeah, I really came from shit. But I won't change for shit. My bitch say I'm stuck in my ways. My bitch say I been getting paid. Welcome back, boys and girls. Week 12 of Pick Your Poison. You heard that right. That is Young Dolph leading us off today. R.I.P. Shot and killed. R.I.P. Young Dolph. Got to lead us off for the pod. I'm channeling my inner Dolph. Picking winners only this week. Winners only. We will do him service this week with our picks. Going right in hot. Coming off a pretty good week last week. Honestly, just a great week for our teams. The Rebs. Win game day, immaculate, uh, immaculate venue. Herb Street's talking about how he never wants to leave, how it's the best game day experience of all time. Rebs come in, kick Anim's ass, up fifteen nothing in the first half. Don't More like twenty eight. Should, should, should have been, been thirty five nothing. It was a steamrolling. Had four hundred yards first half. Really dominated those AM Aggies. Do you see they did that weird midnight yell thing here in Memphis on the Friday night before the game, doing all their like really? weird hand signals and. Pep rally bullshit. It was at, the, at that little stage downtown. I <laughs> showed a video of it on the when I was watching the replay of the game. It looks so, so weird. So weird. They're the weirdest fan base ever. But Rebs get it done. Kick that ass. Texas loses to Kansas. I don't know what's going on there. Sarkeesian probably dead. It's been like 15 years since they've won a road yeah. road game. Yeah. yeah, they hadn't won a road Big Ten game. Yeah, since like 2008 or something yeah. ridiculous. Welcome, Texas, to the SEC. Arkansas beats LSU in overtime. Burt's not with us tonight. He is out in La La Land getting ready for a, some sort of, I guess, a famous person's wedding, a celebrity's mm-hmm. wedding of some sort. I don't know. That's what, the kind of prestige you get when you join the podcast. You get invited to these kind of things. So, But his Hogs won. Pretty good day overall for the pod. Picks were pretty mediocre. Our money line profiteer, Pullman, hit a plus 390 with Georgia State. Mm, who are they playing? They played Coastal Carolina, a pretty good team. So, big win there for him. He was six five and one with the three with a plus three ninety money line got him to plus three point six units. Burt was five and four, so only won a half unit there. I was five and five and one with a push there at the end for minus a half unit. And like always, rounding out the bottom of the barrel, Boomer two six and one minus four point four units. He's tough, now lost now lost over uh, a half a 50-burger, over 25 units this year. 50-burger, well, I'm, I'll just say this. I'm not afraid of a 50-burger. It will be in play. If I'm down 25 units, I will, I'll make a 25-unit play uh, well, we got, in bowl games. We got this week. Well, we have bowl next games week. could get. Oh, yeah. No, and then bowl games. That's like, that's, like a, that's like two weeks' worth of bets. You know on this podcast, we have to bet every single bowl game. So... You're in for it, brother. The 50-burger is clearly, clearly within our Just reach. Just within my reach. Just where we got them right where we want them, folks. I'm going to have to take out a second mortgage on the house. Still still no apology to the to the followers? No. No, I refuse to apologize. Okay, okay. Hey, you, you can fade me. You can fade me. I give you the chance every week. I mean, I, I can't do anything else. So we will get right into this week's picks, boys and girls. Boomer, take us off with our first game. All right, so first game we've got Wake Forest. At Clemson, Clemson's minus four and a half, totals at 56 and a half. Yes. Me and Pullman, I tweeted out this this morning. Pullman and I both took Sam Hartman 
Wake Forest's quarterback to win the Heisman this morning at fifty to one odds. Dude, they they're putting up big offensive numbers. Big numbers. He's thrown like thirty six touchdowns. He's rushed for nine touchdowns. And I think they've scored plus thirty points like yeah. almost every game. Yeah, that I mean that UNC game they scored like fifty. They scored seventy against someone. I can't remember Georgia Tech maybe. They put up monster numbers. They're nine and one. They have they're undefeated un- in un- the ACC. Undefeated in the ACC. Their only loss was to North Carolina. Which, which is in the ACC, but whatever, that game was not an ACC game somehow. So undefeated in the ACC, their path to the ACC championship is right in front of them. And Clemson hadn't done shit all year. I get this is a this ha- does have me a little like a little asterisk here. This is a system play with Clemson being favored and unranked. Oh uh, yeah. I've, I mean, if Sam Hartman wins this game against Clemson, I feel like people assume he's going to lose this and fall off at the end, but. He, we got him at fifty to one. If he beats Clemson and kind of like a a bit has a big game, I feel like he'll immediately get to like twenty to one or fifteen to one. He was fifty to one this week, today, this morning. Huh? The uh, yeah, because well, I mean, there's not really a clear front runner. I mean, that's uh, not Bryce saying. Young, but like and I, I, uh, but, 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 but Michigan's running back. That was also like yes, Bryce Young and Michigan's running back are number one and number two options. Michigan State, Michigan State's running back, but Michigan State's going to probably lose. To Ohio State yeah. this weekend, and then they got Penn State the next week. I think they're kind of done. Like, they've had a good year, but he's one of the favorites. So, I, and they'd hate to give it to a running back, Bryce Young. I get he's put up good numbers, but he hadn't really looked that good. And they have to play Georgia, and if they lose to Georgia, they're going to miss the playoff. I don't see how they give it to a Bama quarterback who's got every single. Well, and they still have to beat Auburn too. Yeah, they got to beat Auburn, but like. Like, if you're a Bama quarterback, you have every advantage known to man. You've got every five-star wide receiver, mm-hmm. running backs galore, offensive line protecting you. You should put up <laughs> monstrous numbers. Like, I feel like he hadn't been that good. No, they're, they're, they're not video game numbers. So we were ta- we were they're saying, solid, but not crazy. No, not, not Mac Jones last year, who still no. didn't even win the Heisman. What are they ranked? They're number 12 right now, 12. I think. So, I mean, I don't think they they're can. Not, they're not going to, yeah. Even if they went out, I mean, they got to beat Clemson. They beat Boston College in their last game. And then they would have, I think, Pitt in the ACC, in the championship. ACC championship. So, like, those, are, you win some of those. I mean, Pitt's a high score. That game would go back and forth mm-hmm. for a million times. I don't know. 50 to 1 odds, undefeated in the ACC. Worth I'll a sprinkle. The, worth a sprinkle. Worth a sprinkle. It was freaking, it was 60 to win three grand. Damn. I'll take that. I'll take those <laughs> odds. So, little sprinkle there. I'm not taking, like I said, this is a system play, so I can't take Wake Forest plus four and a half uh, against Clemson as a unranked favorite. But I'm taking this over. Like I said, Sam Hartman is going to be airing it out all over the field. He, they uh, score a billion points every time they touch the touch the damn ball. And Clemson has been like low-key sneaky in terms of scoring a bunch of points over the last few games. They scored obviously a 44 against UConn, but they scored 30 against Louisville, 30 against Florida State. And 27 against Pitt. So, I mean, th- that's enough points to get me over 56 and a half here. You know Wake Forest is probably going to drop 40. So, as long as Clemson can keep up and score, I like the over 56 here. Give me Sam Hartman. Millions of points. Boomer, what you got? I like Wake Forest here. I I think they're a better football team. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. I don't understand why they're four and a half point dogs. I don't. I mean, like I said. That's weird. Like, I don't. I mean, in Clemson's defense is People just okay. see the name Clemson. Against anyone, and they're like, "Oh, Clemson's going to beat this team." Yeah, I, guess, I mean, especially Wake Forest, a private, a tiny private school in North Carolina. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I mean, they've been putting up points on points on points. Clemson's been awful against the spread this year, Terrible. two two and eight. Yep. Um. So yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to 
take the four and a half points and take Wake Forest. Wake Forest is number ten. I don't know why I said they're twelve. Ole Miss is twelve. Yeah, they yeah. are ten. Anyways, big game for the for Wake Forest if they're gonna. This is like the biggest, probably the biggest season in their history. Oh they yeah, go in and beat Clemson at Clemson. Wait, well, and like, will Clemson even stone. be like? Will there be a bunch of? Will that be a sellout game? I mean, they have a. It's yeah. They'll they'll it'll be a big game. It is eleven o'clock. I always say eleven o'clock games. Give me the if I have to take an away team, give me them at eleven o'clock because it's way easier to win on the road in some yeah. of these hostile environments in the morning. I don't know. Demon Deacons, Sam Hartman, Chris Paul, Tim Duncan, <laughs> Arnold Palmer, the Mount Rushmore. Hang it up. Hang let's the go. banner. Give me the highs. And let's go to our next one. All right, so next we've got Michigan State uh, going to Ohio State. Ohio State's 19-point favorite. Total's at 68.5. Bagman, what are you thinking? Uh, dude, so you see how close these teams are. Both 9-1, and one, the number 17 versus the number 4 team. And then you look at the point spread, and it's a 19-point spread. That's wild. Wild. Like, how the hell is I mean, Ohio State's playing good, but Ohio that State's is a playing lot good, of points. so many points. I got myself a little bit deeper into the numbers here, though. Michigan State has the worst, the worst pass defense in the nation. So, that's, into this so that's why. They allowed 1,300 yards over the last three games to their opponents. People throwing it all over the field on them, slinging it. And then you got C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, Jeff Wilson, all the wide receivers at Ohio State coming in at home, Big game. They're gearing up for the playoffs. I, I I know this seems crazy, and the if you go look at the public money right now, it backs me up. Seventy eight percent of the bet, seventy seven percent of the money on Michigan State on the road dog. That's a that's a stinky dog. That's a stinky, smelly, hey, just dog big, with fleas. Big, big dogs got fleas, brother. Give me Ohio State, airing it out. I think their team totals at forty three. Is what I saw. Give me that over as well. I love Ohio State to score a billion points and roll Michigan State. Kenneth Walker will probably keep them maybe close in the first half, running the ball. He might have a couple touchdowns and 100 yards, but no, they're going to air it out towards the end. By the over the course of four quarters, they're going to boat race them. Yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm on the action app. Uh, shout out to our sponsor here. I was looking at this at Ohio State. They're the 99th worst worst defense in the country. In points, I mean, yeah, that's, cr- that's kind of crazy. They give up a billion, and you know, yeah, they, they that's score true. A bunch. But, know. but so my big thing here is I'm seeing eighty percent of the bets coming on Michigan State, huge road dog. No, I, I don't like that at all. Because usually the the favorite gets all the bets from the yeah, public. Yeah, yeah. Like Joe Public, the and, home the home favorite gets all the bets. Anytime you see a road dog getting a bunch of bets, that's stinky. That's what that's what Vegas wants. Yeah, no, I, I like Ohio State here too. I, I think I think they'll cover this number. Well, it's just a it's just a hezzy like that. You see a number that large, and you're like, I mean, just eighty percent of the bets on anything yeah, like that. Eighty like percent of the eighty percent of my thoughts were, why mm-hmm. the hell is it that large of a spread with these two teams? Yeah, you'd maybe think like fourteen to. 17 yeah, maybe. maybe. But. 13 probably with a right below the two touchdowns. Yeah. If you see it too ridiculously high, you got to go with it because yeah, that's but, but that, that, That'll be one that'll be interesting to see if that line does move uh, come Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if it... If it I, could see, I could see it moving down to like maybe like it, 17 yeah. or 18. If it trickles down, I might, I might take it one more time. But we'll hold off until then. What's our next game? All right, so the next game is Arkansas versus Bama. Yeah, since Bert's not with us, we and he gives us condolences. You know he'd probably pick the Hogs here no matter what. We're going to give our good friend Pullman Profiteer a call in his stead. 
You have an incoming call from Washington State Penitentiary inmate number 69,420. Would you like to accept? Yes. Well, man, Georgia State over the Coastal Carolina, plus 390. What you got to say? Uh, you know, just just love my Atlanta teams. I, I was feeling the vibe of big wins in Atlanta, and uh, they kept the ball rolling. Also, Coastal's a bunch of frauds, so. Coastal is frauds. Coastal is frauds. I mean, they, but that, hey, plus 390 there. You're, you're back, Moneyline Jesus. We got you back for this game. It's I don't even know what the money line is. Probably bigger than plus 390. Arkansas traveling to Brian Denny in Tuscaloosa. Bama, home favorite of 21 on the dot, over under a 58 and a half. Burt is not here with us today, but we need your pick for this. What you got? Well, I wanted to come on for uh, one main reason. It was to talk about this game. And, um, of course, you know what I'm doing. I'll be calling the Hogs. I think uh, Alabama's fraudulent O-line is going to get beat up here. I don't know uh, with any without any run game what they'll be able to do. And uh, not only am I taking the Hogs plus 21, I'm also taking them plus 860 on the money. <laughs> Ooh, the that is calling the Hogs. Big suey. That's too Dude, that's, that's... Alabama does not know what they're in for. It's a, it's a Kirby smart line. It's, they're going to break those bitches on the offense and the defense. <laughs> I trust the Hogs. Jesus. Are, is this at all your Rebs brain thinking? Because if Bama loses to Arkansas and Ole Miss, you know, obviously goes into beats Vandy and goes into Starkville, then all the Rebs need is another is an Iron Bowl upset to take Bama's spot in the West and go to the SEC championship game. Is that clouding your brain happening, at all? But I really think this is a bad matchup for Alabama. Plus, Bama looks terrible. Like, who they look good against lately? Like. Arkansas has looked really good, and I don't think 21 points is any it, – it's the same – it's a similar line to the Ole Miss game, but this Arkansas team is a lot more complete and a better matchup for against Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I, I know Arkansas likes to run the ball, though, and I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball against Bama. And Arkansas has that same, you know, kind of drop eight defense that – Ole Miss tried to do against Bama, and Bama just ran it down yeah, with, a lot, with a lot fucking better players on the front three. I know that. I know that. But Bama only ran for six yards in the entire game against LSU the last time they played in Bron- or the last time they played an SEC team. I feel like Saban's going to fix that, and if Arkansas tries to do that, they're just going to boat race them. Yeah, no, I, I he can try and fix it, but I just don't think he has the players this year. I mean, last year's Bama team was either the best or second best college football team we've ever seen. So yeah, and they're not walking uh, through that tunnel. Placing all those guys is really hard. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think my play was going to be – so my whole thought process is like this game – okay, take Arkansas winning because I didn't really consider that in my <laughs> equation here, in my thought process. Like Arkansas is already overachieved for the season. They're 7-3. and three. Yeah. They just – they've won three in a row or something like that. They've beaten State. They've beaten LSU. Like – they're rolling into Bama. They don't need to win this game or even really play. Like, they didn't need to beat Georgia. They went into Athens and just kind of rolled over and played dead and let them kick them a little bit. But they didn't come close to covering. I kind of feel like this is what they're going to do here. They they have Missouri to end the season. They just got to win that, go 8-4, and four, and that's a damn good season for Arkansas. They'll go to a good bowl game, sell a bunch of tickets, roll that momentum into next year. So they're I don't feel like they're super intent on going into Bryant-Denny and winning this game. 
And Bama doesn't need to win this game either. They beat – I mean, they don't need to cover the spread by a billion. They're not like Cincinnati or someone that needs some style they, they, points. Yeah, they, they don't need any style points. No, they just have to win. All they, like, literally all they have to do and, – and winning does include beating Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah. They have to do all three – but they could all be by one point. It doesn't matter. They're in the playoff if that happens. If they don't, they're out of the playoff. So, like, just take care of business – and you don't need to cover by 21. There's no need. So I'm taking the under of 58. Two unmotivated teams, really. They're, if both, if you ask both these coaches, both these teams, you can get in and get out quick and easy, no injuries. Don't cover, cover, whatever. It doesn't matter. Give me the under of 58 and a half here. I think Arkansas defense will be ready, and they're going to have a good game plan. They're going to make Bama work it down the field. They're not going to let up any big plays. And I, Arkansas might not be able to move the ball on Bama's D. So under 58.5 is my play. I'm, Pullman, I love you in, as Moneyline Jesus, but plus 860, I don't know if I can sprinkle on that. Boomer, yeah. can you? No, I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm with with uh, Pullman here, but not necessarily for the money line. But I think this is a look-ahead spot for Alabama. They know Auburn's going to be their big test. You know, and they've got to win that on game. On the road, the Iron Bowl always and gets a little wonky. I could see this being a game where they're up 24 points most most of the game, and then Arkansas scores a backdoor, you know, backdoor cover here. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I think Arkansas is a fine team, and I, I think they'll be able to hang in there well enough. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the points here and go with Arkansas. Guys, Arkansas is good. Just repeat that with me. Arkansas is. It's it's a it's a weird it's a weird uh, feeling, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're a lot better than what people give them credit for. I feel like Points. Arkansas is good on defense to hold Bama under fifty eight and a half on the total. I like that. Pullman, you got anything else on this game? No, I'm I'm all done on that. All right, let's get right into the next That's one. Bryce got. Young fraud Heisman if he wins. Bryce Young fraud Heisman already. We already discussed our brilliant, our big brain Sam Hartman pick. So. That's already a log at 50 to 1. Sprinkle that. Hey, while you're there, pick your poison listeners. It'll be 50 to 1 when you log on to your books tomorrow morning when you hear this. So if you're with us, go ahead and sprinkle and send us some screenshots on the Twitter sphere, and we'll retweet them out for the boys and calculate how many thousands we're going to steal from Vegas. I feel like y'all just need two more games. Like, like yeah. if the season was just a little bit longer, y'all would have enough time to get that. But, but. But, but let's move on. We if it goes talked. to Bryce Young, that's that's a fraudulent trophy. I'm over it. Yeah. We'll get into our next game, though. We got Florida at Missouri. Florida is an eight-and-a-half point. Nine now. Nine-point nine road road favorite here. Missouri, a home dog, over-under of 69-and-a-half. Pullman, it is a shit show in Gainesville right now. Dan Mullen is dancing in the locker room after beating Samford and allowing them to score 56 points. What's your read on this game? Hey, did, did you not hear that Emory Jones set a Florida single-season game uh, passing record? They're celebrating in Florida. I don't, I don't know what media you're listening to. But, um, <laughs> Offense is no, firing I, on all cylinders. You, you're only listening to the Dan Mullen media, apparently. No, I'm taking uh, Missouri plus a nine in uh, Como. Neither of these teams should be a touchdown favorite against, I think, any Power 5 school. So just give me the team at home. This is just like a system, both bad within a touchdown game the whole time play. Yes, 1 million percent. Are any sprinkle of the money line there? I mean, Missouri can easily pull off this upset. It's not even really that big of an upset. Yeah, I think you can money line sprinkle here, but I also like the over because neither team has a defense. I mean, yeah. Sanford, 
I watched three fourths that game until it got out of hand. Sanford, Sanford's offense was carving Florida up. They could do nothing to stop them. Quarterback run, uh, everything in the zone was open. It sucked downfield. The Florida DBs can't tackle at all. Like I don't know. What's it's, weird this when might you be fire play it's also, weird. but I, I really do like getting the points here more. So I'm taking that's my pick. It's weird when you fire your D coordinator and like two other position coaches on the defense side of the ball, and you've got a GA calling plays that your defense sucks. Yeah, no, I mean, when you have three GAs, like, on your staff right now because of that, that's not really a good sign. Have you all heard the rumor? Uh, I, I just saw this on Twitter, but there's talking about if Florida loses to Mizzou, they fire Mullen and bring Spurrier in to coach the, the Florida State game. <laughs> That'd be a legend. That would be legendary. It'd be a lock of the years if Spurrier uh, came Spurrier down. wants to give him one last noogie. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'd go to that game. That, yeah, that would be would so badass. <laughs> That'd be the lock of the century if Spurrier comes in and takes over. But, no, this is, I mean, like you said, I'm, Missouri, like, neither one of these teams should ever be favored by more than a touchdown. Also, do you all remember when these two teams played last year? Dan Mullen incited a riot and started an entire fight at halftime. What what was that again? Or what did he do exactly? So I, I went back and rewatched because I remembered this from last year and I had to go back and refresh my memory. It was halftime. Florida was up by two touchdowns and throwing a Hail Mary at halftime, like right before half with three seconds left. And Kyle Trask kind of, they didn't throw a flag, but he kind of got bumped and like fell over as he was throwing the Hail Mary pass. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was incomplete. Nothing came of it. But I guess the Florida players and Dan Mullen didn't take too kindly to it. And the O-line kind of came and started tussling up. And Dan Mullen like, Takes off in a full sprint towards midfield. Didn't he shove like, a player or something? Yeah, he too? shoved a player, shoved a coach. The holdback guy for Florida is earning ten times his salary trying to hold Dan Mullen back from inciting even. Huge fight ensues. Like it was a shit show. So that was the last two times these teams played. I mean, wait, wait. Dan Mullen knew the only person's ass in the SEC. He, he could whoop is a lot of drink witches. So I get why Dan did that. Yeah, that's he saw that, the, it, that's like when two nerds like look across from each other and there's some animosity and they just they just go and swing a couple times, don't connect at all. Man, that's gonna be a shitty game. I hope no one watches. But that. yeah, that was the last time these two played. Two fucking horrible defenses <laughs> going head to head here. It's a sixty nine point total. Give me the over. Give me the over of sixty nine. There's no way either one of these teams stop each other. Back and forth. It's going to be in the middle of the day. It's going to be like 65 degrees. No reason these two teams on a, on a turf field. Points galore. Give me 69. Lock it in early before it gets to Saturday because I can see this going up to like 75. Yeah, I think in this one I'm, I'm going to take take the points, but I'm going to take Mizzou first half because because Florida, I mean, they just show the ability to, to uh, you know, really turn it on the second half against uh, Sanford, but – but so I mean that, that'll probably be what probably five five and a half points. Yeah. I don't I don't think this number is just way too big. However, I do not trust I do not trust Mizzou to cover. Sneaky either. sneaky mental math I just did here. Missouri team total over 30. 30 points against this Florida defense. Pullman thoughts. Thirty points against the for, for Mizzou. Or yeah, for Missouri against the Florida defense. Yeah, um, so I'm looking up weather. It looks like it's going to be nice weather, but maybe the 15-mile-an-hour wind, just one thing to consider. Hey, but, that's Midwest, um, baby. I, I like that play just because, I mean, Sanford put up 42 on half, so. Yeah. 
Well, we all don't trust Florida. We all think there's going to be a bunch of points scored. I mean, Mizzou's coming off a big win, too. Big win South over Carolina. South Carolina. Big win. So, they're riding high. Florida's in complete and utter turmoil. I don't see how they think their coach is going to last any longer. Pullman, do you have one more bonus lock for us? My one my one note is uh, put also put Notre Dame on the fraud alert. Georgia Tech, if they start lifting weights on the sideline, that's a money line play. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's right where we want them. If you if you give me Georgia Tech guys lift on the sideline against those nerds up at Notre Dame, give me give me Georgia Tech. Is it in but South that, Bend? I think it's in South Bend. So you know they're going to be pumping some iron, just trying to stay warm. I love that. God, I love sure, that. Dabo yelling at them like a couple years back for lifting weights on the Clemson field, like it was something sacred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that's plus seventeen. Yes, I'm taking I'm taking the points though for sure. Love it, love it. All right. Well, we will be in touch later, and uh, yeah, enjoy the toilet wine. All right, peace. Peace. All right, so, so next game we've got Baylor, who's rolling into Manhattan, Kansas, uh, playing Kansas State. Can- it's a pick em, basically. Kansas yeah. State's plus a half point. Total's at uh, 50. Yeah, so for all you out there who follow college football, you know the name Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson has been, has been Kansas State's quarterback for – 15 to 20 years? I don't know. He's been there for <laughs> so long. I looked it up. He's about to turn 25. He's Good God. incredibly old. He was a he was a he was a redshirt senior and then COVID. COVID hit. Year. So he's like whatever the So in six seasons. However many physically as as much eligibility as you can drain out of one university out of the NCAA, he has it. And this is his last game. In Manhattan, in Kansas, it's gonna be a night game. Kansas has won like three or four in a row. Manhattan's a tough place to play when tough that place, place gets play. rocking. I get Baylor coming off Oklahoma; they can still make it could the. Be a, could be a letdown spot though. That they rush the field like they letdown spot. They can still make the Big Twelve title game, but I'm taking. This is also the system here. I get it's a pick 'em. It's not not like a unranked favorite, but I'm taking. Kansas State, Skylar Thompson, last game, Deuce Vaughn. He's like the new age Darren Sproles. He's like a 5'6 running back that just does it all. He 5'6, 220. Just a bowling ball out of the backfield. Sneaky, sneaky here. And th- this is a night game, correct? Night game in, yeah, or like 4, 5 o'clock. It'll be dark. It'll be dark in Manhattan. Also, Dave Aranda. I've heard some, some sprinkles really? of, him, of him getting floated out to USC. Hmm. I don't think I think James Franklin. That's that's, that's kind of died down. That's died down a little bit. Dave Aranda, he wants to get out of the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve's dead. Baylor, no one wants to take them in as like an expansion into another. No, they, I mean, it's like the Titanic. People were just wanted to get get Baylor, the hell out of there. Yeah, give me a lifeboat. He wants a lifeboat all the way to L.A. That's got to be on his mind. Give me a distracted head coach off of. Let me fade a distracted head coach off a big win against Oklahoma. I'm taking the Manhattan Knights, Kansas State. Give me a little pick on what you got. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ride with you on that. I'm going to take Kansas State. I feel like, tell me if this is just unfounded. I feel like the Big 12 home home field advantage means more. Than, oh. I, I don't know why. I just feel like the teams that do have a home field advantage, it's like significant where like – they could be a touchdown dog, and they win outright. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, perso- I don't know why, but that might just be what, perception. Well, it's, it's way more than three points. I know that. Like, yeah, well, three points is not shit in Stillwater in Manhattan. Yeah, well, and and when I heard about their quarterback too, when you were just talking, I, I love that. 
Let's let's go. I think I saw that this was his 48th game as the starting quarterback for for, for Kansas State, and he he's always injured. So, too. so he was he was probably playing when we were still in college. Yeah. Oh, 100. <laughs> I mean, he's always banged up too. So he's like, I think he, if you counted just games in which he was like on campus for and had the ability, it was it'd be in like the 70s at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on the same side there. That's a little dangerous for me, but I love it. Give me K State and a pick 'em. We'll get into our the night SEC slate. Auburn traveling to Columbia, South Carolina. Auburn is a seven and a half point road favorite, given the hook there with a forty four and a half point over under. Boomer, does Bo Nix matter? I don't know. I, I can never really tell what I think about this guy. Like at times he's really shows some flash, and you're like, this guy's kind of good. Well, I mean, he's another guy who's been there for at least five now. Oh, yeah, for a long time. But surely he... He has wait. another year of eligibility, too. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, I mean, but so both teams are coming off of tough losses. Auburn just completely imploding. South Carolina losing a close one to Mizzou. You thought South Carolina might kind of get rolling there if they like beat yeah. Florida oh, bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're celebrating but, but then we, But then we found out that that was just a fake win. Like, that, that Florida is just not who we thought they were. The uh, I mean, this will be a night night game. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina is a tough place to play. However, like I said, Big Twelve it matters more than it does in SEC as far as home field (laughs) advantage. Uh, It just means more in the Big Twelve. Yeah, no, I kind of like Auburn to bounce back here because I I, Auburn actually can be good. I don't know what the hell happened in the second half against State. Because uh, yeah. well, I mean, racing. I mean, oh, it was, it was. Look, I, I bet on Auburn last week, and I was like, man, this is, you know, money in the bank. Too easy. Uh, I went ahead and spent that money, but then they blew up. But no, I think Auburn is a better football team, and they're gonna bounce back here. I, I might buy it down to seven. I, I don't like that hook there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm gonna take Auburn here. Yeah, I mean, if like you like you said last week with the Auburn Mississippi State game, I mean if. If Auburn would have just maybe state comes back, but like say Auburn just wins, would this line be like ten? And like I get and same thing with probably Bo be 10, 10. Same thing with Bo Nix. Say if Bo Nix was not injured, would this be like fourteen points? Like no way he's worth that much to the spread. TJ Finley, who's, who's their backup? TJ Finley, that that transfer quarterback from LSU. Remember he came in at the end of the Georgia State yeah. game and they were losing the whole oh time yeah and yeah threw the touchdown at the very end. So like crazy play, crazy play. I don't think they're that much different. I'm on Auburn here as well. South Carolina stinks. Everyone remembers that Florida game. They lost to Missouri last weekend. They beat Vandy by one. They're not a good football team. Well, and they're, both teams' losses are both suck for them, but different losses. South Carolina loses a close one, like like where they maybe thought they should have won. And then Auburn is more of like a pissed off lock, loss. Like, yeah. what the hell did we do in the second half? And it's like, all right, let's go fix it. They're like the coach is probably riding their ass all this yes. week, and they're bounce back spot. Also here, uh, Mike Bobo, the offensive coordinator for South or for Auburn, was the offensive coordinator at South Carolina uh, under last Will, year under Will Muschamp. I'm not saying that's a big revenge spot or anything, but I think he's going to want to show out in front of the people that fired him last year, fired their you know, Will Muschamp and the whole crew. So I think a little bit of a revenge spot there, but more so of just a lot of overreaction to Auburn blowing a lead, Bo Nix going down. This should be like a 13-point spread. So give me Auburn. I'd like it down to seven. I might just buy it. But I'll take it at seven and a half. Also kind of like the over here. 
sneaky like a lot of overs this weekend. I don't know yeah. what that means. I don't. I mean, it's winter Four, time. I mean, that, that's that's a really low total there. Forty four and a half is super low. I mean, you go and look like these defenses. Like, oh yeah, South, South Carolina's defense isn't that great. Isn't that great? And I mean, they, South Carolina. I mean, I can see Auburn score. putting thirty points at the bottom. I mean, State scored in like seven straight drives against Auburn's defense. So like, yeah, forty four and a half points is super low for any college yeah, football game. That's a small number. Though. You get to like, you think it's like a ten to ten game at halftime. You're like, I'm doing great. No, no, no. You're yeah, you're barely you're on half, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like almost on schedule. On the schedule. Over. So I like the over there too. So I'm more on Auburn, but I also like the over. Let's get into our last game of the week on the card. Vandy traveling to Oxford to take on the Rebs after a massive victory over AM. Rebs land 36 and a half over the lowly, lowly Commodores, over under of 64 and a half. Do you think Ole Miss can care enough to cover a 36 no, and a half point No, I, I'm not going to bet on it, but, I, but my initial reaction is no. However, I am going to go with the under here. Because I think, I, I mean, I think the big thing is what well, one Ole Miss's defense really showed out, and and we've seen we've seen glimpses of it all year, mostly in the first half. However, last week was their first like complete football game as a defense. Ole Miss has to be one of the hottest over under teams in the country, right? I mean, we've we've only gone over. Like, everyone thinks Ole Miss high scoring offense for the year. We're three and seven on the over, and if you go just to the last like. Well, it, it's just games. the we've gone. Ole Miss has gone four out of five under. The only oh wait, that was Vandy. Sorry, Ole Miss has gone five straight unders. We have the persona as a team as oh, bet the over. They're gonna sling it. But I mean, we run the ball. We run the ball. Time. Corral's hurt. In, wide receivers are hurt. It's a yeah. It, I mean, I think Corral said like I think this week he would probably feel a hundred percent. However, I don't think we're gonna need to use him. And I think it's gonna be Ole Miss is gonna run the ball down Vandy's throat. Low scoring, and I, th- I think our defense will handle them, so I'm going to take the under 64.5. Yeah, the it is senior night here in Oxford this weekend. We'll both be there, yours truly and Boomer, all going to be there to celebrate these Reds. Massive season, going for 10 wins in the regular season. Matt Corral, last game in Oxford. First half line, I'm seeing at 23. Mm-hmm. Feed me that. Feed take me. the first half Rebs. I think Ole Miss... At Vandy last year, a, a lesser Ole Miss team was up forty-five to nothing. Yeah, against Vandy in the first half last year. Holy shit, we're gonna Matt Corral's last game at home, senior night. I don't know if he'll play in the second half, but I'm laying those first half points of only twenty-three. I think we can score forty-five points, fifty points in the first half. If we really wanted to, I, I mean, I hope not. It's under. I'm taking, but uh, that's fair. That's fair. But but you know, Vandy's probably not going <coughs> to score. We'll play the. We'll play the. Oh yeah, and when, every time we put in like Luke Meyer, uh, Altmeyer, or Dent, you know, the offense looks totally different. Well, and I think it's going to be run the ball, short passes, not like there are no shots down the yeah, field. Yeah, so we'll be taking. Vandy was the on on the pod. We talked about the sharp play of the week and the square play of the week. They were the sharp play of the week against Kentucky. They were down 31 to 3 at halftime, but then came back and only lost 31 to 17 to cover yeah. the number and, and that that's that's kind of the game I'm envisioning. Here. Yeah, so give me the first half cover. Rebs run it up early. Matt Krause slings it all over the field. Probably gets pulled in the fourth quarter, have a standing ovation. The defense all the defense plays in the first half doesn't even see the field in the second quarter in the second half. Don't give a shit. Save up for the egg bowl and egg bowl. Another sneaky thing there, second half the Egg Bowl is, only on, is on Thursday. You have a short week there. You want your guys rested up. 
Okay, so I just I just thought of this, which we I'll need to do some more research before putting this out. Are there any potential records that Matt Corral could be going for? Uh, I was just thinking that like if because you know There's him and be. him and Lane are besties, best friends. I could see him like when normally be like, no, I'm pulling you. But if he he has a record in sight, like hey, throw two more touchdowns. There's that gotta, might make me change my mind if I know if he's close to any like well, single season records. Well, the problem is, I was even gonna say there's some probably some single season stuff, but there's probably some career stuff too. Because I mean, the past two seasons he's been airing it out and having so much success that he probably like could match even some of those stuff they did yeah, back with, in the Eli's. Yeah, days, back in the Eli's days where they much. didn't throw it as much and run as many plays. Like he's probably put up enough stats in two years yeah. that he could be if he had a big game against so a shitty I'll, get, I'll give out that under, but that that is to be determined. But that's what I like initially. But if there is something where he might be able to get a you know, record, I think Lane's going to leave him yeah, in. Yeah, Boomer's going to uh, siphle through some of the Encyclopedia yeah. Botanicas of the <laughs> SEC and give us some juicy stats. So keep your ears to the ground on Twitter to see if if anything <laughs> along those lines comes along to where you got to take some Matt Crowell over and some Rebs over stats. So that's it for the cards this week, boys and girls. Do you have any extra juicy sprinkles, Mr. Uh, So the other game I had written down here, which this is actually a huge game. I don't know why we didn't have this originally, but Oregon is playing at Utah. Wait, this is uh, Utah's minus three points here. At home. And the total 58.5. This kind of meets... uh, this is a little bit of a system play. Yeah, th- no, this is. This is a well, system Utah's play. Well, Utah's ranked, I think, 24th. Like, they're just barely ranked. Oh, wait. Was it was the system only unranked? Or I thought it was, like, a fa- or like a significant like, I only say, rank I only difference. I always say it 15 times a podcast. So, yes, it's, it's unranked Well, we teams. still, yeah, we still struggle with that. Now, I, I think I'm going to go with Oregon here with my, minus three. I mean, Utah's a tough place to play. It's a night, no, no, 4.30 kickoff, so it's not. That's going to get dusk. It's yeah. dark at 4.30. Yeah, now. yeah, around, I don't know. I've never been to Utah, but uh, I don't know when it gets dark over there. Elevation's all but, uh, <laughs> but But, no, I'll, I'll take Oregon here. I, I mean, they have everything in the world to play with, and I I think they have the potential to win by one. Yeah, three. I mean, neither one of these teams impresses too much. Like, I know Utah's really tough to play. So what, Oregon's number three, right? Oregon's number so, three. So they're in it. Yeah, so they've got everything to play yeah, for. Yeah, if they, if they went out And, and the one other thing, too, which, I mean, obviously it still does matter, but Utah is already in the championship of the Pac-12. That That's locked in there. Okay. And 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 so, like, maybe... Uh, check your stats there. I think Arizona State's five and three in the Pac-12, and I think... Utah's in it. Utah's six and two. Arizona State's five and three. I think if they lose this week, I don't know who they play next week. Well, I, well, I don't know. I heard anyway say that they're already Utah. In it. Utah plays Colorado next week, so they. I mean, unless they lose to Colorado. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like they basically are in it. But that's kind of like. But yeah. that, that you can rest on your laurels a little bit there if you're Utah. <laughs> you don't like yeah, or if Utah was. But granted, like who really gives a shit about a Pac-12 championship? But you're if saying we're like being honest, but <laughs> no, I know. But you're saying like they're not like fighting for their lives. Yeah, they're yeah. Just fighting for their lives. Yeah, exactly. A little, a little more de- desperate. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't but. know. We've been on the same side a decent amount tonight. Give me yeah. Utah at home. That's a tough place to play. I don't know much yeah. about this game, but. I don't trust Oregon. I'll lay the three with the home favorite there in Utah. You got any other ones for us? Well, I have written down. I don't even know who they're playing. I have TCU minus 22. Uh, Kansas? Oh, that might be why. 
just let down spot for Kansas. Look it up. Let, let, let up. me see. I'll pull it up. Here. I said this last week. It went two and zero. Oh yeah, they're playing. They're playing Kansas. Yeah. yeah so that's a let down yeah, spot. That's exactly. The, the TCU biggest win, big lock there. Biggest win in fifteen years for Kansas. Yeah, you gotta probably fade that. I don't know if I TCU fired their head coach. I don't. I don't know. That's just a shit show of a game. But lightning can't strike twice. Lightning can't strike twice. <laughs> last week I gave out a couple of the square sharp plays. So the square play we faded, which was Miami. At Florida State, Florida State won, so we won that one. And the sharp play was Vandy against Kentucky. Vandy covered. Got so something there. We're two and zero so far. I'm going to keep it rolling as long as we got it. Pullman, I sniffed this one out from light years away. Square play of the week: Notre Dame catching 82 percent of the money, or 82 percent of the bets, 98 percent of the money, 98 percent of the money. I mean. Oh, Notre Dame is a square play? Oh, no who, shit. Who are they playing? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a 17-point underdog in South Bend. So the fade, the square Maybe. play That's insane. <laughs> is Georgia Tech. The sharp play of the weekend so far is Nebraska as a 9-point underdog to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's getting 63% of bets placed. Nebraska is getting 83% of money. So Sharps are coming in and hammering Nebraska. That's a 46% differential there. Nebraska's the play. Go with the Sharps. Fade the squares with Notre Dame. Take Georgia Tech. That's the square sharp. My last lock of the week is the over of 66 in Virginia Pitt. Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett still going for an ACC championship and a Heisman. They score a million points. And... The Armstrong quarterback for Virginia, he said mm-hmm. he was out last week. They were playing Notre Dame. It wasn't a conference game. It really didn't help them in any way, shape, or form. He's back this week. The hefty lefty, he slings it all over the field. Two weeks ago, I saw them put up 70 points against BYU and still lost. That game hit a billion. So I'm taking the over of 66 in that game. It's going to be back and forth. Bronco Mendenhall versus Pitt. Points galore. I love it over 66. That's my last play of the week. You got anything else for us? Nothing nothing else, man. Nothing just, else. Just rip Young Dolph. Young Dolph, RIP. We'll do our best to win you some for us. Keep your ear to the ground for some of Boomer's Encyclopedia Britannica on the SEC and Matt Corral. And we'll talk to you next week.